This is Sports Content Kings, talking to today's brightest minds in sports and entertainment. Welcome to Sports Content Kings, brought to you by WSC Sports, a podcast dedicated to today's brightest minds in sports, figuring out the latest trends and technologies shaping the industry. I'm Aviv, one of the founders of WSC Sports and Chief Business Development Officer. Happy to be here together with my brother. I'm Shaka, VP Business Development at WSC Sports, and we are the Arnon Brothers. And today we're excited to be joined by an icon, an entertainment legend, the CEO and co-founder of Big Three, Ice Cube. This has been a great conversation. We thank Ice Cube for coming and hope you all enjoy. Aviv, how's it going? Great, calling in from New York this time. All right, today we have a very special guest that we're very excited to have, and that's Cube. He's the co-founder of Big Three and current CEO and also a hip-hop legend. So how's it going, Cube? All good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for making the time. Very exciting for us, as I said, and we really wanted to take the opportunity to get some of your thoughts and hearing the thought process that you went through when you founded something like Big Three, this going into that entrepreneurship route with such a big brand like NBA that promotes a sport like basketball, so popular, such a big name and so much engagement and fan love that it gets. What made you do something that maybe is comparable or looks similar or on the same sport as the NBA? What took you for that journey? Man, just as a fan, you know, I really wanted to see something cool. Like, you know, for me, after the NBA finishes the finals, And before the NFL starts, and I just used to hibernate. You know, I wasn't really into midseason baseball or tennis or golf, you know what I'm saying? So I felt there was a lot of people out there like me. And look, I played three-on-three, I played five-on-five. Some of the most ferocious games I've ever had were three-on-three. It's intense. It's just close and personal. Yeah. So I always wonder why it hadn't been elevated to the professional level. And I started talking to the co-founder, Jeff Kwan, and, and we've been working for over 30 years together. We started to just brainstorm like, yeah, why isn't it pro three-on-three? Why aren't they in the arenas with some of the best in the world? And we was like, can you imagine seven-footers playing three-on-three? You know, the juices start to flow. Then we started to get some cool people into the idea all over the sports world. You know, as far as basketball, legends, you know, Gary Payton and Iceman. Kane Martin wanted to play. Chauncey Billups. So we felt like, yo, we own the something. And then once we were able to sign Allen Iverson, it was like, let's go for it. There's something here, yeah. We even went to the NBA and they, they was like, Thank you, but no thank you. And we was like, okay, y'all tripping. We're going to do it anyway. It's going to work. And I'll say something that Aviv as a co-founder may resonate with you, Aviv. You're in a perfect position to start something and have passion. You're a fan. 
and you're doing something for fans. So you have the perspective of what would resonate with you and what gets you excited. So you're building it for yourself and hopefully you have people coming along with you. And it seems like in this case you do. So it's great. It's a perfect place to be in as someone who wants to create something. So this is really admirable, but there's still a big leap from taking an idea, sitting with your friends, thinking it through, getting excited about it to actually going and initiating this as a business and going and pitching and getting funding and the right people in the room and getting everybody on board. Even you said going to the NBA and getting a thank you, but no thank you. You hear a lot of that in the beginning. Yeah. And as you said, three on three is what we used to play growing up. And then now taking this and making this into a professional, it sounds like a dream. So how do you take that dream and then go and jump to it and build a business? That's That's a big leap. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of our skills that we've honed for 30 years, a lot of our relationships, making sure we connect with the right people who understand what we're trying to do and who can do it at a high level. You know, it was going out and finding people who could actually put the games on in an arena at this level. You know, connecting with a broadcaster. When you have a new sport, You want to put it in front of as many people as possible. Kind of regardless of the money, the eyeballs is the most important thing to grow the sport. It's making the right decisions, connecting with people like Amy Trash, who was our chairman of the board. And she ran the Raiders for 17 years. So she knows the landscape when it comes, you know, from dealing with athletes to dealing with sponsors partners, broadcasters. It was really surrounding ourselves with the right people and people that believed. And hey, you know, we got our bumps and bruises. I hope we make it look easy, but we know that we've done something that's close to impossible. We feel the brunt of that. You know, at the same time, It's for sports fans. You know, this is not a project for me. This is not something that I just want to see happen and I don't care. You know, this is something I want to make sure we can present to the sports world every summer. That's what's the fun part about doing something like this. You can provide entertainment and something cool to people that wasn't there before. Something you got to do with a passion. Right, something you got to do with the passion. Yes. Coming from music and entertainment and already brushing with it before, like that was a big part of like the belief that you're able to pull this off. Oh, of course. Not only me, but like I said, the co-founder, Jeff, he's come from concert promoting and managing some of the biggest artists in the world and understanding television contracts, sports contracts, dealing with sponsorships and brands and what works and what doesn't work. So we both use our 30 years or more experience in the game, in the music business and television, entertainment. We've done TV shows, tours, reality, you know, so we've done it all and it's helped us put on a great show, so to speak. You know, the league is to me fun to watch. To the players, it's fun to play, and it's exciting, and our rules are new and different and fresh. And we've changed basketball. We've changed the landscape of basketball in a lot of different ways. Some are subtle, some are more obvious, but we know we have changed the game. 
This is great that your experience dealing with fans, you mentioned broadcasters and sponsors and all that. Those are tools to enable you to really touch the fans and engage with them. And your experience really coming from an industry that has fans and not customers. And you're again in an industry that has fans, not customers. So that's, first of all, lucky for you, right? Because that's that's much more fun. Yeah. And second of all, let's talk about the appeal for fans. We don't have to go and run down through different rules of your game, but let's talk about the principles that you think make it more exciting and, as you said, change the landscape of the game. I mean, allowing our players to hand check and actually play defense, I think it's a more exciting game. Of course, everybody wants to see the ball go through the hoop. But to me, it's just as exciting to see a guy not able to get to the hoop because he's getting locked down defensively. I think our games are a sprint. It's not a time clock. I think that's important because you have guys playing full speed the whole game. No garbage minutes because there are no minutes, you know, (laughs) But there are seconds. You know, you only have 14 seconds to get a shot up. So you have to play at a fast, aggressive pace, which to me is more pleasing to the eye. I know a lot of people like running and dribbling, but at the end of the day, everybody locks in when the ball gets close to the basket. So that's where the action is, and that's where we keep it. One-shot free throws. I think you fouled the guy, he was taking one shot. So why should he have to shoot three to get the points? You know, just back him up for one shot. I think that's more interesting, more exciting, and faster. Our four-point circles, to me, are exciting and practical. You know, at the end of the day, a guy is shooting from 30 feet from the basket. If he hits that, he deserves an extra point. Especially if there's a dedicated area like a circle where it's skill. It's not just a guy heaving, but a guy has to make it to that circle. On his way to that circle, the defender knows where he's going, so he's aggressively defending that circle. To me, it's a shot that makes sense and makes the game exciting and bring the fire. I think there's something more to this appeal. I mean, you basically created a new format a new pace, but we see this trend across sports globally. We see cricket inventing new formats from five-day game to one-day game to three hours to now two hours and trying to change the pace. And we see this in every sport. They're changing the rules, trying to make it more exciting and more broadcast-worthy. And it's resonating with consumption trends. Fans now watching peak moments, catching up on stories and highlights and TikToks clips that either catch them on the spot or not. Yeah. Right? And that's basically the... Now, basketball was a high pace, highly interactive and engaging sport as it is, but you're basically taking an up a notch. So I think it works also with how fans are consuming and how the attention economy and the challenge for every media and entertainment offering out there right now is catching the fans' attention and keeping them there. So I think that's basically what your product is for fans. Can you tell us about that? Was that part of the plan? Is that part of the business model? Is that part of your ongoing challenge? Is that what you're seeing also with your fans, with your engagement levels? Yeah, I mean, that's part of, that was part of the the plan was to be able to get these games in an hour or less, play multiple games, sometimes 
the whole league plays on the same day. It's ripe for any kind of fantasy sports. If people want to game, it's ripe for that. And it's just ripe for keeping up, knowing the results, having the time to check out a game. We can play three games in the same amount of time as you can play one NBA game. That was important to us to make sure the game is calibrated to a point where you can get a game in in 45 minutes to an hour with a result, first to 50, like I said, no garbage minutes. And so we felt like doing this league in this millennium, we don't want to be doing 20th century rules and experience. Yeah, thank you. A 20th century experience, you know, even the stuff that we're doing with our NFTs, giving fans real utilities, a way for them to really experience the game at an owner's level. It's something cool and creative that us coming from the entertainment world, we understand that those things really make a difference. So I wanted to touch that. As you talked about before, you want to get reach, you want to get more fans, you want more eyeballs. Hopefully you want a global reach, not just domestic. And besides all those business partnerships you mentioned in the beginning, in the 21st century experience, you need to utilize technology. And you touched one, which was the NFTs, and maybe you can expand on it a little bit, but maybe zoom out and tell us, okay, how do you utilize technology in order to get the global reach and get people, maybe players from different countries in, and then you get exposure, maybe uh, touching what fans want to see in other countries. How do you utilize technology in general to promotes and get more eyeballs, get more excitement for what you're doing? I think giving fans unique access to possibly even broadcast from our games. These are the things that we're thinking about. These are the things where you would have influencers come in and they're checking out the game, but they're also going live, you know, with their... Commentating live. Yeah, with their breakdown of it. We're open to those kind of ideas that we think puts more eyeballs on the big three. We have a global vision of not only doing exhibitions around the world with the league, but also challenging the best three-on-three players in each country <laughs> to play some of our guys, you know, using the big three rules as exhibitions. We have a vision, too, for what we call the Big Cup which is our version of the World Cup. You know, when we get multiple countries. National pride a little bit, get into the mix. Yeah, in a tournament of three-on-three. Three. And so we have a very wide vision. You know, what connects around the world the most are three things, football, soccer, basketball, and fighting, you know, boxing or MMA. Those are the things that you're doing all over the world. So... We want to be in the mix with Big Three all over the world. All right, so next is basketball and an octagon, right? That's, uh, that's coming next. <laughs> I saw, actually, something like that. Oh, you did? This week. Yeah, I saw something that was pretty crazy. Wrestling and basketball mixed together. <laughs> it was crazy. Why not? It worked for the Mayans yeah, or like, whatever it was. <laughs> scores would be one to nothing, 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is in store? What do you have planned for us this coming season that starts June 25th, right? It's the sixth season, right? Sixth season. And has it been changing over from season? season to season and like tell us what's been the evolution and what's coming next. Yeah, I mean, we've been, you know, doing things to grow the league. When COVID happened, 
it threw our game plan off a little bit when it comes to promoting the market in the league. So we're happy to be back to going from state to state, arena to arena, and getting the excitement around this league again all over the country. Our job really is to get the best athletes we can find in the league and make sure that the games are top-notch, the best in the world when it comes to 303. And then from there, we'll put the show around it and make it cool and exciting. So we plan to keep that going. We also celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop this year. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of cool collaborations with a lot of cool artists and just celebrate 50 years of hip hop as well. So how are you going to bring it together? Oh, man. You know, we have some of our guys performing at our games, halftime, before, after the games, performances, after the games are over. You know, we plan to make a party wherever we go. We're going to 10 different cities this year. So we're going to be partying all 10. Make an impact wherever you go on that tour. Definitely. Definitely. And by the way, when you mentioned internationally, like, do you have any collaboration in store with FIBA? You know, they have their own rules, their own versions. No, no collaborations with FIBA. We're letting them basically the amateur three on three basketball tournaments is their space. We'll take the pro version and everything will be all right. We both uh, <laughs> will be able to do what we do best. As of now, no. Got it. All right. Awesome. I'm not sure if you want to share, but I read about Young 3. Yes. Your initiative. You want to tell us about it? Yeah. You know, when we go to different cities, we look to give back. Some of our guys, you know, they feed the homeless. We always connect with like a boys or girls club. And some of our athletes will go and train kids in three-on-three. Our sponsors will show up with food and music and things that we can do with the kids. We let the kids play in a three-on-three tournament all for free, and we invite them and their family to the game where they can see the big boys play. And so it's just a great initiative for us to give back to these cities that we pop up in. You know, we didn't want to just do the game and be gone without spreading some love. And so we want to expand it. We're in the process right now of selling teams, you know, having team owners and placing teams with cities. So we want to expand the Young 3 program and make it a yearly thing where kids can come and play Big 3 basketball and have fun and root for the teams in their city. Very cool. Where do you want to redirect our listeners to? Where's the best place to go and watch Big 3 and consume it before the season, during the season? Do you want people to follow you uh, to promote Big 3? Tell us where to find it. Yeah, you can go to Big3.com. You can get the Big 3 app. You can see our games there. Or you can go to the Big 3 YouTube channel. They have, you know, everything about the league. Everything's there. Yeah, definitely you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Ice Cube. I'm always talking Big 3, so just check me out. As it get closer to the summer, we'll be ramping it up more and more. And we also got a Big 3 Discord if you really want to get closer to what we're doing with the NFTs. That's great. Sounds great. It was incredibly interesting and looking forward to see what you come up with, what other inventions and innovations you have for the game of basketball generally and for Big 3 and 
the national tournaments and all that sounds amazing. Really exciting to see what's coming up. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned. Thank you, Cube. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cheers. Aviv, that's one off the bucket list, right? Yeah, it's an incredible story. I really know what it is to start something like that from scratch. As I said, it's nearly impossible. So I, I think this is a, an amazing result that they've had so far and really inspiring to hear. And look, being uh, a legend once, he's going to be a legend twice over with what they're doing with Big Three. So again, kudos on the drive and the execution. It's amazing. And this was really exciting to see the way he's thinking about it. And again, as I mentioned on the call, being a fan and doing something for fans is the right thing, right? Because as a fan, you're doing something that excites you. Exactly. Doing something you love, this is like a dream for everybody in their career, right? So as an entrepreneur, I think that's one of the drivers, one of the keys to success. All right. It'll be very interesting to see what they come up with next. All right. Till next time. See you. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review or share the show with a friend. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so now so that you never miss a new episode. We are your hosts. I'm Shaka. And I'm Aviv. We're the Arnon Brothers. And this has been Sports Content Kings by WSC Sports. Thank you all for joining and looking forward to seeing you again here in the future. Thank you.